Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Series 2, Episode 136 of this podcast. We are continuing with our study uh, found in um, the Come Follow Me manual, uh, covering May the 11th to May the 17th, uh, Mosiah chapters 18 to 24. And we are continuing today with the uh, six scripture study section in the personal uh, section, which is uh, titled the words of the prophets will be fulfilled uh, and we're fin- finishing this section today with uh, chapter 20. So yesterday we just had the uh, continuation of the story and the end of the story of King Noah uh, and we now continue with his people in particular his son King Limhi who has just been anointed king in his father's stead uh, and so we will see what happens next in their story. We know that they are under bondage to the Lamanites and they seem to have an agreement or an oath with the Lamanites that they will not attack each other uh, but they will have to pay this tribute of one half of all they uh, own to the Lamanites. So Mosiah chapter 20, uh, we see uh, the priests of King Noah up to uh, no good again. It's interesting that the impact of these wicked priests is felt long after King Noah has died and they have disappeared off into the wilderness. Uh, in verse 5 we read that uh, they were uh, looking at some daughters of the Lamanites where they went to dance, it says, uh, and... It says in verse 5, And when they were but few of them gathered together to dance, they came out of their secret places and took them and carried them into the wilderness. Yea, twenty and four of the daughters of the Lamanites they carried into the wilderness. Um, which I guess kind of gives you an idea of how many priests there must have been. We're not talking about three or four. We're talking about quite a group, uh, enough to carry away 24 uh, women into the into the wilderness. So, I mean, it can't, it can't be much less than 24, one would imagine. Uh, but their impact is felt, uh, you know, even when they've gone, uh, which just shows, you know, the, um, well, this whole story shows the impact of uh, someone who makes a, you know, an, a bad choice can have on other people, even though that it, that choice may not have involved them directly, it can still have an in, indirect impact on them. Uh, in verse 11, uh, the Lamanites are angry and they've sent their, their, their army to the Nephites, pre- presuming because they heard it was a group of Nephites, that it was the Nephites that they know of, and so they go and attack. Uh, But in verse 11, we see that this group of Nephites are strengthened by the Lord. Now, it's interesting this, because previously, they they were not strengthened, their their cries were not heard. Um, And I suppose there's a number of reasons for this. We know because they had, you know, used their uh, might of their armies previously under King Noah and fought off the Lamanites, and then they boasted in their own strength. And so the Lord left them to their own devices in that sense. But now they have clearly been humbled by this stage. They are truly, they truly recognize um, the, the the choices that they made and, you know, what it led to. Uh, and so in verse 11, it says, And it came to pass that the people of Limhi began to drive the Lamanites before them. Yet they were not half as numerous as the Lamanites, but they fought for their lives and for their wives and for their children. Therefore, they exerted themselves and they, like dragons, they did fight. Um Gordon B. Hinckley said this, quote, Modern revelation states that we are to renounce war and proclaim peace. However, we all must be mindful of another overriding responsibility. There are times and circumstances where nations are justified, in fact, have an obligation to fight for family, for liberty and against tyranny, threat and oppression, close quote. And these Nephites clearly recognized the real reason, the reason why they were fighting this time. And they recognized they needed the strength of the Lord. So they defeated the Lamanites, and the king of the Lamanites was left behind, presumed dead, but he wasn't dead. 
In verse 13 it says, And they took him and bound up his wounds, and brought him before Limhi, and said, Behold, here is the king of the Lamanites. He, having received a wound, as they as, has fallen among their dead. And they left him, and behold, we have brought him before you, and now let us slay him. Now, you know, at this stage, it's clearly... Um, understandable that the Nephites would want to kill this king. Let's not forget, you know, this king has ordered, has demanded that this group of Nephites have to pay one half of all they own to the Lamanites. If they killed him now, that debt, that, that you know, that servitude that they had may well have gone. The new king may have recognized the strength of the Nephites and they might have been able to impose themselves as not needing to pay this half of all they owned anymore. Um, you know, and this king has been a source of great um, sorrow for them. But perhaps at this stage, King Limhi realizes that actually it's not the king of the Lamanites that has caused them to have this great sorrow. Yes, he has been the physical force where this has happened, but maybe he recognizes that as we, have, as we are focusing on, the words of Abinadi have been fulfilled. And it is in fact the Nephites that have themselves to blame for this. Whatever the reason, or perhaps as we as we will hear in verse fourteen, it's because of the of the oath that was made. He wants to know why this oath was broken, and clearly this oath was an important thing. Um, Monty S. Nyman said, quote, "The probable cause for Limhi's not slaying the injured king was a desire to know why the oath was broken. Oaths were sacred in both cultures. The sacredness of oaths is shown in Limhi's determination to find who was responsible for the act." Close quote. So actually, as we have, as we learnt with Nephi and Zoram, the oath was an important sacred trust. And so Limhi wants to know why this was broken. And so in verse 14, he said, Ye shall not slay him, but bring him hither, hither, hither that I may see him. And they brought him, and Limhi said unto him, What cause have ye to come to war against my people? Behold, my people have not broken the oath that I made unto you. Therefore, why should ye break the oath which ye made unto my people? Um... And it's here that then there's this, this this misunderstanding is unveiled, that the king says, well, you did this. You broke the oath because you took my daughters or the daughters of my people. And, um, of course, Limhi um, responds to that. But Neil A. Maxwell and Corey M. H. Maxwell said Maxwell talked about the impact of misunderstandings. And obviously, you know, the misunderstandings happen in our lives all the time, in our families, with our friends, with those that we don't know so well. A misunderstanding can lead to a great consequence. Uh, if we are not both sides very patient and understand and or try to understand each other, uh, they said, quote, the error of the Lamanites nearly led to the annihilation of Limhi's people. Misunderstandings, destruction can apply to many areas of life. We can bless others by stopping that which is wrong, such as misunderstandings. There are times where one of the greatest acts of service we can perform is to stop something. The emotional chain of reaction and overreaction can come at us like an electric voltage. It is very tempting to simply pass along, for we must say, let it stop with me. At times, we should be stern, sweet sentries, willing to expose ourselves to misunderstanding and pain in order to keep undesirable things from spreading any further. Close quote. This, that's just such a powerful message, and it really encapsulates this whole chapter. If the Lamanites had not got along with that electric voltage of misunderstanding and just reacted and overreacted to what had happened to them. And rightly so, you know, 24 of their, their precious, um, you know, young women were taken away. Could you imagine if that happened to a group of people that you know? You would be furious. And so this, this group of Lamanites, I think we sometimes, you know, look at them and say, oh, well, how silly are they for not thinking it was them? But it, for, not, for, for, not, for not thinking it might not have been King Limhi's people. But don't forget, they're the only Nephites that they know of for miles and miles around. 
they, you know, they will come, I think, completely, when I consider this, well within their rights, to react in such a way. But as uh, Neil A. Maxwell and Corey H. Maxwell say, we should be the ones to try and stop with that overreaction and just try to make sure before we make that step uh, to make that choice. Um, you know, and I think that's a really powerful lesson to learn. You know, in our homes, with our with our with our spouses, with our children, with with those that we love, especially. Uh, in verse seventeen, Gideon comes to to the forefront, and he he is a great person. He clearly has understood the uh, the the impact of the choices of the people that he has served. It says in seventeen, and when the, when Gideon heard these things, he being the king's captain, he went forth and said unto the king, I pray thee, forbear and do not search these people, and lay the, not this thing to their charge. And he explains that this must be the uh, the wicked priests. And then he continues in verse twenty one, for are not the words of Abinadi fulfilled which he prophesied against us? And all this because we would not hearken unto the words of the Lord and turn from our iniquities. And I love how he says how the people didn't turn from their iniquities, but he said. We didn't turn from our iniquities. And he includes himself in this. Um, I think that there are a lot of lessons to learn from this from this seemingly, you know, insignificant chapter. The, the meanings of misunderstanding, the, the importance of oaths, the need to humble ourselves and the impacts that negative choices that we make can have on others. I hope you've enjoyed the study today. Uh, if you wish to uh, uh, give any feedback or share your study, you can do so at session at gmail.com. And please join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, I'll be posting something on there each day and uh, you'll I'd love to hear some of your thoughts from this study or anything you've been studying, even if it's completely different from Come Follow Me uh, on that uh, Facebook group also. Thanks for your time and until we meet again.